Hello and good afternoon and welcome once again to A Love Your Business TV. I am Adrian Peck. I am the founder and entrepreneur of Better Never Stops. We deliver business advice and coaching programs to entrepreneurs and business owners who run or want to run £1 million plus turnover businesses. Uh, every week we stream live to the nation uh, on Love Your Business TV and we are here to help you uh, either fall back in love, stay in love, um, or fall in love with your business. Uh, and it's very much my passion is to help the business owners and entrepreneurs of the UK and indeed the world uh, to, to, to do exactly that. You work so hard on your businesses um, and you deserve to get so much out of them. So I bring lots of uh, weekly business tips and advice for you completely free of charge uh, to really help you do that and maximize the opportunity you have um, and to have fun. It's really important you have fun in your businesses. Uh, so every week, uh, like I say, we broad, uh, broadcast live on um, YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, you can also catch up with us on various uh, podcast platforms, uh, which includes uh, Google, uh, Spotify, um, and Apple as well. Uh, you can catch up all the shows um, after that. We normally we turn this show into the podcast, and that goes out on a Wednesday um, on those channels. So if you just hop on those channels or on your whatever favorite uh, podcast channel you've got, uh, search for Love Your Business TV. You can subscribe to that and get uh, get your recording on there. Uh, so. Um, once again, thanks for all your great feedback uh, that you have. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, please just reach out to me. It's adrian.peck at peckuk. Peck. I'll get my words right. right. Adrian.peck at peckuk.com. Uh, you can reach out to me and give us your feedback. Um, if you've got any feedback today, just stick it into the uh, comments um, on the Facebook or YouTube as well. And hopefully, through the power of uh, StreamYard, I should be able to see those comments as well and any questions that you might have. Uh, so let's crack on with this week. Um, we've been focusing very much on lead generation. Uh, this came back of the survey that I'd done uh, with many of you and lots of business owners uh, that I surveyed over the last three or four weeks. And I looked at uh, one of the powerful questions I asked you was, what's your kind of greatest business challenge at the moment? And many of you said that your greatest challenge was around lead generations and sales. So I've put together a kind of a, a string of about four or possibly five programs I'm going to do now, just purely focused on lead generation and sales conversion for you. Uh, we've done the last couple of weeks. For the first week, we looked at lead generation channels. So we kind of looked at what a channel is and also making sure that you've got your the right channel talking to the right target markets that you have and how you kind of get those out of that. Last week, we were joined by the fabulous uh, Mike Killen, um, who'd done some really, really good insights. Mike is um, um, a, a a very well-known uh, sales trainer that works predominantly in the Kaida marketing agency arena. Uh, but he came and shared some insight around qualification of customers um, and it helped getting them converted. Um, and let's move on to this week. This week, we're going to move on to asking for the order. So I'm going to share with you um, some insights around some common mistakes that I see that business uh, businesses and business owners make and sales teams make. 
I'm going to give you some tactics that you can use and implement very quickly and easily. And then uh, I'm going to task you with uh, kind of three actions that you've got to take away and go and implement into your businesses as well. Um, so uh, let's crack on. Uh, in terms of common mistakes, and, and these are very typical things that I, I hear, um, our customers are like us because we're not pushy. Uh, and I get it, you know, you are in sale or you're not necessary in sales uh, and your customers like you because you're not in their face and kind of uh, really salesy and pushy. Um, if you want to go ahead, give me a call. And these are kind of all stuff that's said um, that I hear being said when I'm in uh, businesses um, and working with sales teams. Um, and this is the kind of line they give. If you want to go ahead, give me a call. Um, leave, I'll leave it with you. And, and it's kind of that end of that sales conversation. I'll leave it with you to come back to me. Um, or once you've got the other quotes, uh, give me a call back. Uh, and these again, these are common things that I hear uh, said by salespeople and, and business owners uh, when they're trying to sell. Uh, and worst of all, of course, is um, that, that people don't ask at all. You don't actually stop and ask the customer if they want to go ahead um, and, um, you know, do they want to do business with you? You know, is that sale right? Um, and there's there's one that I think is even worse than not asking question is the just fact that it's been sent by email. And you kind of say, what is your sales follow up process? What did you do? Um, well, I sent it by email, um, which is just disastrous. The um, back of all this, and I get it in terms of you know, when I'm working with business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, they're not necessarily from a sales background uh, and it's Somehow, you know, a lot of the time it's quite a daunting thing. It's not a very natural thing. Sales is not a natural thing. Some people are very good at it, um, but some people are very good at acting. And that's really what a lot of sales is. Sales is not a natural process, um, and you are going to get out of your comfort zone by doing this stuff. But the reality is if you do not follow up with your customers and you do not have that kind of asking for the order mentality, um, they are going to go somewhere else. They are going to go to your competitors. Um, somebody else will ask that question. And um, there's, there's a survey done, and I've, I don't know who it was done by, so I haven't really kind of quoted on here, but there's something like about 70 or 80% of customers want you to make that decision for them. They want to be asked. And it's not about being pushy, and there are some ways that I'm going to share with you that isn't necessarily down, you know, out and out kind of sleazy or salesy, um, in a way that's done. But you do need to ask the questions. You do need to follow up with that customer and have a process in there um, for asking for that order. Otherwise, what's the point? In that business that I see that businesses miss out on because they don't ask it. Now, I do a lot of stuff on behalf of my clients um, and various projects we'll go to when we're kind of looking for uh, different projects and different suppliers. And it it always astounds me that I can go out. Um, there was an instance um, a couple of years ago where I had a client that wanted that two of those big um, uh, interactive televisions for a showroom, for, for new showrooms that they were building. They wanted these big interactive televisions. You know, and the, you know, we're about to spend quite a lot of money. Um, and I spoke with, um, a, a, I tried to contact about 12 different companies that specialized in audio video technology that, the, you know, I had to research and find these companies. 
And out of it, astoundingly, only about three three of those actually returned my calls and got in touch with me. This is despite me emailing them and phoning them. And then from those people, none of those companies actually followed up with me and followed up the sales process. I ended up finding a, another company um, through some networking. Um, they came and done a fabulous job and done on demos on one the business, not surprisingly. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it just astounds me how poor businesses can be in that in that uh, in that sales process. And therefore, this is very much a reflection of how your competitors will be as well. Um, so what's really then holding you back? What's holding that um, back from, from doing those sales? A lot of the time it's about poor processes and about having very poor pro sales processes. Again, you know, sales is not a natural uh, thing that you do. Um, inevitably, unless you're a sales organization, i.e. like a recruitment company, a, um, uh, an estate agent, those type of companies where they are very much sales based. Um, you know, sales is just part of your of something that happens in your business. It's not core to it. Therefore, you can be excused, excused for the fact that um, it's not a home science that you've got. But you do need to get good at it. If you're not Get somebody in to help you get those sales processes right, because that investment will pay dividends day after day after day. Sometimes it comes down to a lack of focus. And I see this a lot in businesses where um, they haven't necessarily got an out and out sales team. And, and therefore, it's a function that something else goes on with it. And therefore, there's that distraction. And when there's a distraction away from sales, people are always going to migrate away from sales. Because it's just because it's slightly alien and it's hard work, and you've got to go through you know, being rejected and you know, kind of those awkward questions you've got to ask people. People always shy away from it. We're too busy uh, is a common thing I hear so much. Is why you don't follow up on sales and do your sales process. Uh, we're so busy we haven't got time to do it. Then what's the point? What's the point in doing the lead generation and spending that time to even doing the quotation stuff? If you then are too busy to follow it up, you're better off not doing them and saying, I'm sorry, we're closed uh, and not taking that, not taking that time. Um, sometimes as well, it's the wrong customers. Uh, and that um, is inevitably where you've got a sales process you're going on. You've got lead generation and that lead generation is actually attracting the wrong type of customers. Therefore, some of those customers you're wasting your time on and therefore not. Um, uh, therefore, you're not putting that focus into it. So the answer to that really is get the right customers to start with. And then and there's the, there is something else, well, which I have already touched on, which is the fear rejection. And it's a, it's a very natural human uh, trait that we have. You know, nobody likes to be rejected. Even salespeople, even hard and fast salespeople still don't like to be rejected. So we sometimes will put in that picture in our head, we'll build that barrier up that we won't want to ask those difficult questions um, because of that fear of rejection. So how can we get around it? How can we get around this fear of rejection? First of all, really, you've got to accept it. You've got to accept it that's a part of a natural sales process. Now, a few years ago, there's this guy on television, um, Neville Wilshire is his name. Um, I believe he's still with us. Uh, he ran, he was part of a kind of on these documentary kind of fly in the wall programs on BBC. 
Um, it was called um, the Call Centre. And he was the chief executive. He was quite an out-and-out -out character. I'm sure he still is. Um, the the centre was based in, uh, in Swansea. And he had teams and teams and teams of uh, quite young uh, people that were on the phones just selling all day in, day in, day out. And he had this great saying, which was some will, some will, some won't, so what next? Some will, some won't, so what next? And he drilled this into his salespeople as part of their training process. And it's really about just adopting that, that um, philosophy that if you've got a good lead generation machine going on um, and when those customers and you're having those phone conversations, some of those customers will convert. Some of them you'll never convert. So what? Some will. So what? So what? Next. And you just move on to the next one. And you kind of have to accept that in sales, you cannot win them all and you're never going to win them all. Um, so the first part of it is, is to accept it and accept, you know, and, and kind of build that kind of same, some will, some will. Some will, some won't. So what next? Um, the other bit is to find out why. And it's a really good practice is to ask your customers, the ones where you don't convert, you know, do you mind if I just ask you why why you haven't used this? And, and you know, hopefully they will give you some honest answers that you can then use um, and you use to improve. And that's key to it as well. So accept what's happening, find out why you're not winning it, and then improve what you're doing and repeat. And keep doing that process and it will get better and get better and get better. But it's really key to ask that, in, that improvement question. Your customers will tell you so much about why you didn't win business. So let me share with you now some tactics that you can use. And there's three key tactics I'm going to share with you. The first one is about qualifying your customer. The second one is about asking the right questions. And then last one is I'm going to share with you is about getting permission. So the, the first one, we touched on this last week uh, with Mike. And if you want to jump back onto the um, onto YouTube or Facebook or one of the podcasts from last week uh, where we went through um, about qualifying your customers better, that was a show with Mike Killen. Um, you, know, you do need to make sure you qualify those customers. And sometimes it's about making sure that they're actually in um, – in the right process to buy it. it's not the right process it's not the right word but they actually um whether they are uh, at the right step to actually buy your product and i'll give you a fun example for this um, i've done some work uh, and they're still a good client of mine they're a building supply company um, and they were we went through their uh, their log quote one day and they had something like um, it was about a million pounds worth of business um, in um, in live quotes, it's a phenomenal amount. Some of these quotes went back eighteen months. Now, clearly, those those things weren't going to convert. Well, what we found when we done the analysis and we spoke to some of the customers and we found out that why we weren't winning the business, invariably, is that they were quoting um, for business themselves. Uh, and what we found is that we were spending a lot of time, or the business was spending a lot of time doing quite detailed uh, quotations um, for the customer to find out that actually all they really need was an estimate. 
They needed something a bit more down and dirty than that. So actually what we've done is we chain tapped on it. First of all, we asked the customer at the, at the point of call, you know, um, have you got this business or is this business that you're trying to win yourself? So we kind of got some qualification questions in there. And then where they said that actually they were quoting themselves, uh, we just gave them an estimated quote rather than, you know, spent, um, you know, an hour or so actually building a very detailed quote up because that's not all they actually needed. So there's ways that you can speed the process up but still keep in touch with that customer because you go back to them, you know, when is the quote got to be in? When do you think you're going to win the business? And you can go back to them and, and uh, find out when it is and then do the follow-ups from then. Um, so that brings me nicely onto the, onto the I'm going to touch on number, uh, ask the question, I'm going to touch that in a second. I'm going to take you through some questions you can ask. But the one thing I want to share with you is number three here is get permission. And one of the things, a uh, tactic that I get salespeople to use all the time is that whenever you're having that conversation with the customer, get permission for the next step. And let me explain how that works. So it's getting about getting permission for the next step. So the conversation would go something like this. You know, hello, Mrs. Jones. Um, you know, would if you uh, if you could can't make a decision day, when would you like to go ahead? Um, well, I've got to go and talk to so and so. Okay, great. Um, when would be a good a good time for me then to recontact you? When would be a good time for me to recontact you? Okay, uh, next Tuesday. So if I gave you a call for next Tuesday, would that be okay? And what you're doing, you're getting permission to do the next step. Now, one of the pushbacks that you'll get from your sales team is that they don't like to be pushy. They don't like to be a nuisance, um, you know, and they don't like to um, feel that they are kind of harassing people in terms of their sales. But if you get permission all the time for the next step, when you then do the next step, you can just, um, you, you can start that conversation with, hello, Mrs. Jones, it's Tuesday afternoon, and as promised, I'm phoning you back. Um, and, you know, and you're, you're just following up from that previous conversation you've had. And therefore, you're not pushing. You're doing everything at the pace that they um, have allowed you to, to resume at. So that's very key. So let's move on to some sale closes. And, and this is kind of this number two, which is about asking the right questions. These don't have to be pushy. These don't have to be difficult. They can be as simple as when would you like to go ahead? So you're doing a part of that sales process is at the end of it, you say, when would you like to go ahead? Another one you can use um, is, is if you'd like to secure that price, uh, I can take a small deposit uh, by card now. You know, what card would you like to use? Can I take your long number? It's those kind of things you can use as, as part of a close. Um, you know, what card would you like to pay by? Um, you know, that's that kind of question you can ask as well. Um, is there any more information you need to make a decision? Uh, and the customer says no, or if there's yes, then you answer that question. Um, then the next question, if they have a question back, you answer the question. Have I answered that question for you? Is there any more information that you need to make a decision? Again, if they come back with no, then what? You know, would you like me to dispatch that today or you know, would you like to now go ahead? You know, it gives you the opportunity now to do that close because you've asked them an open question and you can now close it with a closed question. Would you like to go ahead or however that looks like according to your business? 
The fifth one then is based on what I've told you. Um, you said you wanted to have this delivered by the 30th of June. For us to achieve this, um, you'll need to, uh, your confirmation by next Monday. Are you in a position uh, to confirm that now? So, again, you can use this as a sales tactic that where you've got um, a deadline for something, you can put no deadline in it and say, look, you know, I need to know by then. Um, but actually, are you in a position to make a decision now? If they're not, OK, can I phone you on Monday and get a decision for you then otherwise we won't hit your deadline so you can kind of put manifest some, some deadlines in there just if you feel uncomfortable asking some of those questions it then feels a little bit more natural the last one to go ahead one then is a kind of uh, where you can use that kind of double tactic in terms of getting permission uh, and also using a sales closing so would you like to go ahead uh, no i need to speak to x and um, when when OK, when will you be able to make a decision? And they come back with an answer. Say, so, OK, so if I call you on Thursday afternoon, so it kind of goes on, you know, would you like to go ahead? No, I need to just confirm with my husband, my wife or my business partner before we can just make to go ahead. OK, so when would you be able to do that? Uh, or I'll be able to have that conversation with them on Wednesday. Great. So if I gave you a call on Tuesday, on Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon, we can then wrap all this up. Absolutely. And you can kind of see how the conversation goes. So you can put, kind of put a soft close in there and then get permission for that follow up. So I'll, I'll share some more with I've got a whole load of these. I'll, I'll put a few more on again with this recording um, and I'll upload with it and I'll put it onto our website as well. Um, so there's a loads more closing questions as well for you. So your action this week, really, to take away um, is first of all to measure. Um, if you don't measure, you can't manage. Um, so put some measures in place so you can actually start measuring your sales conversion. The second one then is to look at your sales processes and look, review those sales processes. And what I've shared with you today, are you falling into some of those traps? Are you making some of those mistakes? And I've given you lots of hints and tips about how you can overcome those. And then the last one is ask the bloody question. Start asking some of those difficult questions. Um, and really uh, um, start closing some of those sales. The fortune is in the follow-up. It's one of the mantras I, I throw out quite a lot. Um, the fortune is in the follow-up. If you do not follow up, don't surprise, don't get the sales. You know, keep following up, keep following up, get permission, keep following up. Um, and remember, you know, only shit happens. Um, you need to make this happen. Um, I share this content every single week. It's now really down to you to go implement it and make it part of your businesses. You know, if you need any help, of course, reach out to me. I'm here to help you in any way, shape I can. I can. Um, I've even forgot to mention it this, this week. Um, I don't know how, but of course, all this content is in my free book, um, How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo and Enjoying Every Day by Living Your Dream. Everything I share is in that book. Um, there's lots of more free content on the website as well on betterneverstops.global. Um, and you go to free business tools. There's lots more content on there for you as well. Um, if you'd like to know how well your business is doing, I've put together a uh, kind of a health check for business owners. You go on to peckuk.scoreapp.com. Um, there's a very comprehensive 
um, business health check that you can uh, take your business through. And again, off the back of it, there's lots of hints and tips about how you can improve your scores as well across six very key business areas. Um, so as always, um, stay safe. Um, re reach out to me, adrian.peck at Peck UK. Uh, you can also go on to loveyourbusiness.tv. That takes you onto our Better Never Server. Better Never Stops website, and you can catch up with all our content on there. Um, next week, I'm going to be looking at um, how to run effective marketing campaigns. Um, and I looked, I should be joined, I'm just waiting for confirmation, I should be joined by Jake Mason, um, who is uh, previously involved with Netflix and doing the marketing for Netflix. So he's going to share lots of great content with you next week. Um, so I look forward to seeing you then. So as always, um, this has been Love Your, Love Your Business TV. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please um, share the content, subscribe to us. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Uh, and remember, uh, better never stops. I'm Adrian Peck. <laughs>